Praise the Lord. Good morning to you. Sure, the Lord woke you up strong this morning, filled you with joy and gladness and rejoicing, satisfy your mouth with good things and cause you to walk in your high places in the spirit. I proclaim the blessings of the Lord upon you and your household and I decree according to the word of the Lord that it is well with you. The Bible says, See unto the righteous, it is is well it shall be well regardless of what is going on out there i proclaim i prophesy and i declare concerning you and your household that it is well with you amen we've been talking about how to sustain the anointing how to sustain how to retain how to keep the anointing of the holy ghost and power upon your life. And yesterday we talked about covenant. We spoke about covenant. The second dimension of covenant, which is very important to sustaining the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power upon your life, is the covenant that you make with yourself. Covenant made by yourself, with yourself, based on your conviction Fiction, your calling and your commitment to God. Men who sustained and joyfully retained the blessings of God's presence were absolutely faithful to the covenant they made first with themselves. As a matter of fact, it is your covenant with yourself that is the token of your covenant with God. The covenant you make with yourself is the sacrifice that fuels, that powers, that, that keeps, that sustains your covenant with God. And Job understood the power of the covenant with himself. In Job 31 verse 1, Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Hallelujah. I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman lustfully? Why then? Why then? Oh yes. Job was so righteous in his commitment and work with God. He honored his covenant with God so much that even God could boast of Job before the saints and even before the devil. So Job's commitment to holiness was impeccable. Not only his personal holiness and righteousness, he was committed to the righteousness of his household. So much so that he sacrificed for their sins on a daily basis. Job was a man of deep conviction. A man who honored his covenant with God. So committed, so committed was Job to the covenant to his Lord that even the devil could not use his wife or even his best friends to break the covenant Job had with the Lord. How did Job survive the difficult times? How did Job survive the difficult times he went through? How did he retain and sustain the presence of God 
even in the face of mockery, in the face of rejection, in the face of condemnation and judgment of men. How did they survive when it was even advised to curse God and die? Job's secret was in the fact that he understood the power of covenant. He understood the power of personal covenant. Even with his own eyes, he made a covenant never to look at a woman lustfully. The covenant you make with yourself to honor the Lord is like the driving force that sustains your covenant with God. Dearly beloved, don't take your covenant with yourself lightly. Please don't. Please don't. If David had made a covenant with his eyes, he would have run off the terrace of his palace when he saw the naked Bathsheba bathing from the rooftop in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Although he was a man that was greatly beloved by the Lord, a man who had a very special covenant with God, David, however, could not sustain the anointing at a point in his life because he failed, he failed to make a covenant with his eyes. Probably after his terrific experience, David learned by tribulation what he would have learned by revelation. And in Psalm 119 verse 37, he prayed to the Lord saying, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Wow! Only if Samson had made a covenant with his eyes, the secret of his anointing would have remained a mystery to Delilah and the lords of the Philistines. The harlot Samson saw in Gaza pulled him down, pulled him down to Sorek, where he finally fell in love with Delilah, the agent of death, shame, and disgrace. If Samson had made a covenant with his eyes, he would not have had his hair shaven and his eyes removed. Friends, People who made no covenant with themselves can never sustain the anointing of God upon their lives. They may start so strong, but in a matter of time, they will lose it all. They will lose it all. So the question to you this morning is, what covenant have you made with yourself? I'm not talking about your covenant with God. Oh, that is established already. Is established. But what covenant have you made with yourself? There are certain things you have determined never to do or certain things you have resolved to do in your personal commitment to seeking God. You cannot walk in the anointing of God in Babylon. If you do not make a covenant, never, never to defile yourself with a portion of their meat. How can you serve? <laughs> How can you serve in government and not be corrupted by the perversion that rules in the day if you do not make a covenant with yourself not to take not even one thing that is not allocated to you? 
Daniel made a covenant never to defile his body with a portion of the Babylonian delicacies. Oh yes, oh yes. What you taste can determine what you experience and see. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. That is why it is important to make a covenant with your appetite. Never to taste anything that will introduce defilement into your soul. There are certain things you must resolve not to eat. There are certain places you must resolve not to go. There are certain people you must resolve not to sit with. For blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Friends, there are people you may decide not to sit with, you may resolve not to sit with, so that you can preserve the anointing of God upon your life. Oh yes, you can this day make a covenant with yourself never to speak evil of anyone so as to preserve your anointing. Oh yes, the Puritans were men of great resolution. What made them strong? And lasting was the fact that they committed themselves, their whole lives, to the covenant they made with themselves. And that's what I call resolution. They resolved. They had certain resolutions like Daniel before they got to Babylon. They made a covenant with God and with themselves. Jonathan Edward, a wonderful Puritan, a servant of God, he had 17 resolutions on which his life was based upon. His conduct were guided by certain resolutions he made, confident he made with himself. His 28th resolution says, I resolved to study the scripture so steadily, constantly, and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. Can you see that? Resolution to study the word of God. Personal commitment and covenant with himself to study God's word regularly, steadily, and to grow thereby. December 26 in the year 1722, Jonathan Edward in his personal resolution said, I resolve to inquire every night as I am going to bed wherein I have been negligent, what sin I have committed, and wherein I have denied myself also at the end of every week, month, and year. Wow! <laughs> no wonder this man was mightily anointed of the Lord and his sermon Sinners in the hand of an angry God still remains the greatest sermon ever preached. Ever preached. What is your resolution this day, my dear friend? What covenant have you made with yourself so as to service your covenant with God? What covenant have you made concerning the use of your time, the use of your tongue, the use of your day? 
Will you resolve never to spend your time on anything that will not honor your covenant with God? Will you resolve not to waste your time but to redeem it? Paul made a resolution that sustained his ministry to the Corinthians brethren. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 2 he said, For I determined, that's covenant, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Oh yes, oh yes. There are too many things you have gathered into your mind. And those things could become a stumbling block for the effective running, effective demonstration of the power of God through your ministry and your calling. Friends, it's time. It's time to make up your mind to now focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. For you cannot, I repeat, you cannot sustain the anointing if you do not absolutely focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, the most anointed one. The most anointed one. This is a call this morning. A call to re-examine your covenant with yourself. To make a list, a personal resolution of the things you will do and the things you will never do. Are you in a relationship? Is this not the time to make up your mind and say, I choose and I resolve and I make a covenant with myself never to go to bed before marriage? Are you pastoring an assembly and there's so much access to wealth, to money, to people? Will you make a resolution today before God and his people like Samuel and say, Lord, I will not take that which is not mine, no matter how appealing, no matter how much I need it. Are you working in government like Daniel in Babylon, like Joseph in Egypt? And you are so tempted by so much money, bribes and things coming your way. It's time to make up your mind and say, Lord, I do not care what is being offered outside. I do not care what I lose. But I stand upon the word of God and I decree today that I will not take what is not mine. A couple of years ago, I used to manage a team of engineers in one of the biggest telecommunication companies in Africa. One day, some contractors came to me with such a huge bag of money. They wanted to bribe me. So much money. They drove in a jeep, came to the office, excused me out. And they said, oh, well, after seeing so much wonderful stories and lovely things and lovely things, they presented a bag of money. Friends, may I be honest with you, that was my lowest moment financially. The devil will never come to you with what you don't need. He will come to tempt you with what you need. It was not difficult for me to say no. It was not. Why? I made a covenant with myself long before the temptation came. Never, never by the mercies of God, 
by the grace of God, I made a covenant not to take a dime of what is not mine. What has not been allocated to me? I looked at them straight in their eyes and I said, I am already bought. I'm not for sale. They left. They never returned again. Dearly beloved, what resolution, what covenant have you made with yourself to honor your covenant with God? This is the right time to do so. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for your engrafted word that is able to save our souls. Thank you. Thank you for insight. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for grace. We hold on to your word. We hold on to you. And we trust you for grace beyond measure. In Jesus' name. Amen.